that a believer will have to lay hold on and believe it for life and use it for life it does not change it does not alter no matter what the blood was shed and this is what the blood did and has done for you and me amen today i want to show you another thing in the scriptures that i believe is the revelation of god's truth to us and when we believers understand it and appropriate it and live with it we make a lot of impact in our lives and on our generation it's, it's another very great thing and that is when jesus walked on earth he revealed himself as the uh, the son of his father um, in many ways he just revealed himself as the son of his father i and my father are one every now and then my father my father in fact one of the reasons why the the jews in that time wanted to kill him was because they felt he's saying god was his father meant that he was saying that he was like god amen so the the they couldn't understand it so that was one of the controversies they had and all the time they attempted to kill him for saying that and so that is one of the things we have to so jesus revealed that but when jesus finished all his work and was going he made a certain emphasis of course he had said it in many places but i want us to read after jesus died resurrected and was living the earth in john chapter 20 i want to read from the verse 1 to 17 so that we can understand everything verse 17 is what i want but i want us to see the context in which it came john's 21 to 17. the first day of the week cometh mary magdalene early when it was yet dark unto the sepulcher and see of the stone taken taken away from the sepulcher then she runneth and cometh to simon peter and to the other disciple whom jesus loved and saith unto them they have taken away the lord out of the sepulcher and we know not where they had laid him peter therefore went forth and that other disciple and came to the sepulcher so they ran both together and the other disciple did outrun peter and came first to the sepulcher and he stooped down and looked in saw the linen clothes lying yet went he not in then cometh simon peter following him and went into the sepulcher and see if the linen clothes lie and the napkin that was about his head not lying with the linen clothes which wrapped together in a place by itself but wrapped together in a place by itself then went in also the other disciple which came first to the sepulchre and he saw and believed for as yet they knew not the scriptures that he must rise again from the dead then the disciples went away again unto their own home but mary stood without at the sepulchre weeping and as she wept she stooped down and looked into the sepulchre and see two angels in white sitting the one at the head and the other at the feet where the body of jesus had laid had laid and they and they say unto unto her woman why weepest thou she said unto them 
because they have taken away my Lord, and I know not where they have laid him. And when she had thus said, she turned herself back and saw Jesus standing, and knew not that it was Jesus. Jesus said unto her, Woman, why weepest thou? Whom seekest thou? She, she supposing him to be the gardener, said unto him, Sir, if thou hast borne him, hence, tell me where thou hast laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said unto her, Mary, she turned herself and said unto him, Rabboni, which is to say, Master. Jesus said unto her, Touch me not, for I am not yet ascended to my father, but go to my brethren and say unto them, I ascend unto my father and to your father and to my God and your God. Let me read the verse 17 again. And Jesus said unto her, Touch me not, for I am not yet ascended to my father, but go to my brethren and say unto them, I ascend unto my father and your father, to my God and your God. Can I hear you say a big amen? Shall we be seated? I want to be talking to you about God is our father. God is our father. Say, God is my father. Oh, come on, say, God is my father. The difference between Christianity and other religions is because in Christianity, God becomes our father. In the other religions, no. In fact, for some religions, it's even blasphemy to say that God is your father. Vice blasphemous. They may be slave if you say God is your father. So, but Christianity, God becomes our father. And we need to understand the context in which God becomes our father. Now, I like this scripture because this is when Jesus has risen from the dead. You know, when he was walking with the disciples, he taught them. He said many things, referring to him and his father, me and my father. I don't do anything except I see my father do. I don't do anything. Me and my father are one. He kept saying that. And the Jews wanted to kill him for saying that. But he kept saying it. So he taught them. He lived, he depended on that. He proved to them that it was a relationship between him and the father. When he was going to wake up his dead Lazarus, he said, Father, I thank you that you hear me always. You know, so the, he, 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 by his life, tried to let the disciples understand that God is my father. And this is how I live with my father. This is how I relate with my father. All the things that he did. When you go into the gospels, it's so many of that. You see Jesus always referring and doing things calling him his father and things like that and he also taught it he taught the disciples for example when he was teaching them to pray he told them specifically that when you are praying say our father but all that the disciples were not also getting it so when he died and arose from the dead and 
the disciples went to the sepulcher and he was not there well we are told mary magdalene went first and when he saw that the sepulcher the, the, the stone had been taken off he ran and told them that look somebody has opened the thing they have taken the man so they ran there peter and john john outran peter this is why some people believe that john is younger than peter he outran peter and got there uh, but he stooped and so peter jumped in two temperaments <laughs> you see two temperaments peter is quick to act Pam. he went in straight and realized no the man was not there and then they came back out and they left but mary stood there and when mary stood there he saw jesus amen and when he saw jesus jesus spoke and then he realized that was jesus and i'm sure he attempted to go and embrace him and he said don't touch me for i have not yet ascended to my father and that is one of the things we talk when you when you read the the, the uh, when you read the epistles in hebrews it talks about jesus went and presented his blood to the father in the tabernacle that was not made by, by hands as the perfect sacrifice for us so that we don't need anything so that's where we pick it from but when jesus now told mary not to touch him then he said go and tell my brethren and i like that 17 go and tell my brethren and say unto them i ascend unto my father and your father and to my god and to your god now he specifically now wants them to know that this time i want you to know that i am going but i am not going away with the relationship that i had with god as my father that relationship is now your relationship so i am going to my god and to your god to my father and to your father now i'm living but the the aspect of the relationship i have with him as a father is not gone because you are now my brethren so he introduced the factor of the brethren first go and tell my brethren go and tell my brothers and my sisters that i am going to my father and to their father so it is so emphatic and clear that what jesus is saying is that from now onwards i'm not here but he is your father just as he was my father or he is my father he is your god just as he is my god i am going but that relationship of a father and a son has not ended it must continue here on earth so that is one of the biggest thing god had done for us you know so that we have to understand that all of us as children of god have been begotten of the father that's why we become brethren say begotten see the bible says that he is the only begotten who was slain but that is not it he was slain but when he was buried he came out with many brethren no you didn't understand that he was soon alone 
but he germinated to produce many brethren. So go and tell my brethren that I am going to my father and to your father. Say my father. Now, this is one of the greatest things a Christian must understand. Otherwise, there are many benefits you won't get. God is my father. I said, God is my father. Yes, God is your father. And you need to, to be bold, to be confident about it. You know, sometimes the scriptures want you to understand a bit something different. Than, so they call him the heavenly father. Or our father which is in heaven. To tell you that he's different from the earthly father. But in relationship wise, you can, you can relate to him as you relate. You see, when you come to my house... And I've been giving this example. I remember very well when Anna was young. And he used to go to school. And we'll go and pick her and bring her. And some of her friends, whose parents were not there, followed her to the house. Even if you are a visitor and you sit in the house, and the children entered, you will know who is the owner of the house. You know the one who is a daughter from the others. In fact, those who are walking inside the room, you can feel those who are walking and they don't even want their shoes to sound. And you can see Anna, the way she's jumping on everything. They want to water. They talk to her. She has to go to the fridge and bring them water. They want anything, they whisper to her. Because she doesn't need to whisper. Because she's in her father's house. But they cannot relate that way because they are in, not in their father's house. When they also get to their father's house, and I'm sure if Anna followed them to their father's house, Anna will become like that. So the understanding that God is your father here on earth gives you a certain level of relationship and freedom and boldness that makes you walk and knowing that God is your father. So you see, God, God, God is the one who made the world. He made the earth. He put all men inside. He knows about everyone. And he says, you are my son. You are my daughter. So he becomes that. Now, so, so the Bible says, we are begotten. We are begotten of him unto lively hope. Amen. Let me, let me pick that scripture for you. First Peter chapter 1. Verse 1 to 4. Let me read it. Begotten of him. That means he gave birth to us. He, he got us born again to become his children. And, and that is why if you are a Christian and you are born again, your confidence goes in this. I am born again. You say it so, so confidently. Knowing who your father is. Amen? First Peter chapter 1, 1 to 4. Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ to the strangers scattered throughout Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia, elect according to the foreknowledge of God the Father, through sanctification of the Spirit unto obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ. Grace unto you and peace be multiplied. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy, has begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance incorruptible, undefiled, and that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven 
for us or for you. So, we are begotten unto a lively hope. Now, you need to understand it. You need to understand this. If you were walking on earth and never had any hope in your tomorrow, after you have been begotten of him and he's now your father, you are begotten unto a lively hope. That means there is hope for you. Your hope and your future is bright because God is your father. It's just like saying a very rich man's children, very, very rich man's children, a billionaire, his children. He has wealth, he has properties. His children have hope. Because what school can they pay? Any school they go, they can pay. So they have hope. At least they know that whatever their father wants them to be, wherever their father wants them to go, the father can do it. That is how the believer sees himself when you recognize and acknowledge the truth that God is your father. It means you come to the place where you believe that there is nothing on this earth you cannot do if God wants to give it to you. It doesn't matter who is in charge. But as long as God is my father, if he wants to give me that thing, I will have it. If he wants to take me there, I will go there. If he wants me to have it, I will have it. Nobody can do anything about it. Why? Because he's God, the creator of the heavens and the earth. The earth is the loss and the fullness thereof. The world and they that dwell therein. Amen. So God is my father. Now, when we understand why, why Jesus was emphasizing that I am now going, but I'm going to my father and to your father. That means I am gone, but he's there to be your father forever and ever. Amen. Now, one of the things I have noticed about this truth is that when you, you are very convinced about this truth, it changes your attitude to yourself. And to the way you relate in this world. No, 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 no. It places you somewhere else. Am I talking to somebody? No, no, no. One of the things it does is that fear will leave you. Fear has no part in you. The devil will attempt to make you afraid. No. The devil attempts to make everybody afraid. So he will attempt to make you afraid. But fear has no power over you. Immediately you recognize who you are. And that the fact is that God is your father. Fear itself breaks up from your hands. Because who, who, who is the devil to stand before my father? So, so just look at it. Look at it. Can you imagine? Uh, let me use Obama. Who was a black in America. Of slave descent. With all the troubles. Becoming a president of America. He entered the White House. He slept there. He stayed there with his children. Air Force One, he had it. The beast, he sat inside. Why? Because he's the president of America. And his children, did it, those two girls, I'm sure if anybody had ever told them they would sleep in the White House, they would never think about it. But as long as now their father is the president, 
It's not a question. It's not, it's not something to, to negotiate. It is automatic. Listen, anything God has, which is automatically yours, may you have it. May you begin to walk in it. Listen to me. Whatever God is, you see, the Jews understood it so well that anytime Jesus said, I am my father, I want, they pick stones. Why is he making himself the same as God? Can we, for a moment, begin to look at this and say that how God is, is what we are, and who he is, is what he has made us. Because he's our father. You may be going through some things, but brother, things can change. And the thing about revelation is that when it, when it enters your spirit and, and gets hold of you, everything will align itself to that truth. May you, may, may you see things aligning themselves to that truth in your life. God is our father. Think about your earthly father. No matter how wicked that he was, you were his child. There is some aspect of a, a, a father to the children. If the person is a father, he knows what he is. He thinks well for the children. He thinks well. At least he thinks well. You know, the other day I was talking to a certain gentleman who came to, to see me. He was sent by vice to come to me from Upper West. And he has a lot of battles with idols because it, that's his background. And I sent him to Pastor to talk to him. He started telling me plenty things which his mother and his stepfather are doing. And they force him and things like that. And I told him, I said, you know what? Sometimes they think well about us. They, they, they are thinking that this is what they know. Let's do it to protect our son. They don't think evil. It's because they themselves are lost. So, but they think this is the best we can do for our son. I said, sometimes they are thinking well, but they are well. The way they are thinking, they don't know that they are rather putting you more into trouble. So you have to wake up and tell yourself no. Then they will be worried. But after a while, when they notice that they know it's not killing you, but it's rather making you better, then they too will jump out. But sometimes they are thinking well of us. They think, they think about us. That's a father's heart. God's heart towards you, let me tell you, is well. is good. He thinks about you. Let me tell you, if there's any thought God has in heaven about you, it's how he will make you better in life. And how you will, oh my God, how you will become better and better and better and better. That is the thought God has for you. Am I talking to somebody? The father's heart. The father's heart. So Jesus wanted us to relate to the Father as he related to the Father. He related to the Father well. In John chapter 10, the verse 29 and 33, look at what Jesus said. My Father, which gave them me, is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hands. I and my Father are one. Then the Jews took up stones again to stone him. Jesus answered them, Many good works 
have I showed you from my father? For which of those works do you stone me? The Jews answered and said unto him, For a good work we stone thee not, but for blasphemy, and because that thou, being a man, maketh thyself God. Thou being a man, when you say you are, you are God is your father, it means like father, like father. So they want to kill him. They, they understood it. But people, that is what God has made us. You must keep this truth in your heart and walk with it. I'm a child of God. God is my father. I remember when we, when we got born again and this revelation started coming. Kayon was one of the persons who started teaching this kind of uh, teachings. I don't remember about this, but he said so many other things. And when they were coming, even amongst us, when he said something, people thought you were blaspheming. Because people couldn't accept it. But that's what God has made us. Now, for somebody to be your father, it means you have a relationship with the person. Say relationship. Come on, say relationship. One of the commonest relationships you have with your father and demonstrates it is in talking. It's in talking. You speak to your father. I don't know. But if you have a father in the house, at least you say good morning, dad. Oh? Even when they are far away, you will call. Dad, how are you? And say, I'm fine. And you talk. One of the commonest expressions of relationship is in talking. We relate. So when Jesus wanted to teach his disciples how to pray, he began by saying, when you are praying, say, 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 say. That means begin on the relationship of, of this note that he is your father. Don't go to him. Don't go to him as any other thing. Go to him as your father. You know, this is where a lot of people think you are blaspheming. When you go to God, go, go to him as God. But it doesn't make the difference. He is my God. He is my father. God has chosen to make himself my father. God himself has chosen to make me his son. And calls me his son. And said I must call him my father. Amen. Let me show you a scripture. 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians chapter 6. Give me from the verse 14. I'm just speaking it from here so you see something. Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion has light with darkness? Continue. And what concord has Christ with Belial? Or what part has he that believeth with an infidel? An infidel is an unbeliever. And what agreement has the temple of God with idols? 
For ye are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them and walk in them. And I will be their God and they shall be my people. Wherefore, come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing. And I will receive you. And I will be what? I will be what? Unto you. And you shall be my sons and daughters, says the Lord. But go to the verse 16 and see what he said. Verse 16. Or is it 17? 16. Go back to 16. Verse 16. Six, 16. I didn't say 7, 16. I said go back. <laughs> Good. What agreement has the temple of God with idols? For ye are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them and walk in them and I will be their God. So God knows that he is our what? He says he is what? But then he says in the verse 18, move to the verse 18, and I will be a father unto you and you shall be my sons and daughters. So the same God, he, he has become a father to us when we also decide to follow him. So there is no, there is no blasphemy in this when you say God is my father. And then it turns out to be like, oh no, then what, he's supposed to be your God and not your father. No, they are the, the two are the same. It's God who has decided to be my father. Let me tell you this. There are people who adopt children and add to their children. You go to their house, you will never see the difference. And that's, those are good people who have adopted children. When you adopt children as a Christian, and people come to the house and can see the difference between your children and them, it means something is not going on well. Even if it's your housemate, there mustn't be that clear difference. I know you will say amen to that. No, 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 it's not right. You can't be a Christian and do that. Everybody must eat before he, she eats. Everybody must sleep before she sleeps. That is not a good way to, to handle somebody. At least, the person is a human being. And you never can tell. That is what God has done. So he said that, I am your God. But when you separate yourself to me, I will be your father and you shall be my sons and my daughters. God made himself our father and we must accept that he is our father. There's no ambiguity about it at all. And that is the key to your relationships. That's your relationship. Your relationship with God is about a father and a son. A father and his daughter. That's how you should relate. That is how you should relate. That's, how, that's the level, the highest level your relationship must be. Amen. The highest level of your relationship with God should be father and son. Father and daughter. That's the highest level. My God has become my father. It means to relate. So Jesus said, when you are praying, when you are going to him, don't go to him with all kinds of things. When you go say, my father, which is in heaven, and begin to talk. You know, when you are 
identify with God like that. He identifies with you as a son. And as a child. When you come to him like that, he comes to you. The story I can use to remind you is the prodigal son. When he said, I will go back to my father. And I will say to my father, I have sinned against you. And I'm not worthy to become your son. Make me one of your servants. That's what he taught in his heart. He rehearsed it. About practice. About practice. He called to hold speech to go and deliver. When I go to my father, I shall say, Father, I have sinned against you and sinned against God. And I'm no more worthy to be called your son. Make me one of your servants. Because, you see, he sat down and talked about many things that even in his house, servants live better. Servants must live better in your house than the house of unbelievers. <laughs> so he said, in my father's house, servants even have enough to eat and to spare. And I'm, I'm struggling here. So I will go back to my father and be a servant. Then I can even get some to eat and spare. Now, when he got up and was going, listen, I, I want you to realize it. When you approach God as your father in your heart with great reverence as your father, he will approach you as a son. That is why when you read the scriptures, many times when the Bible is talking about mercy, it talks about the God who is the, the father of all mercy and peace. He is the father of what? So when he saw him coming, this is my son who knows I'm his father. He didn't allow him to come. He ran ahead and met him. He ran and met him. And when he met him, the man started talking. You go back and read. He said the first part. The second part, he didn't even say it. The father didn't allow him. It's impossible for you to be a son and become a servant. So when he said, I have sinned against you and against heaven, that ended it. By the time he could open his mouth, the father said, hey, bring, bring clothes, give it to him, change his clothing. The God will always, listen, God will always meet you as a son when you see him as your father. Uh, Matthew chapter 6. Let me, let me give you Matthew chapter 6. Where should I start from so that I don't start long? I don't even know where I should start. Okay, let me start from there. Where should I start? Okay, let me start from the verse 6. Matthew chapter 6, verse 6. But thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet, and when thou hast shut thy door, pray to thy father which is in secret and thy father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly so this young man was in a far country his father was in there he went into his room and wrote his speech which he is going to deliver when I go I will say father I have sinned against you and against heaven 
I'm no more ready to become your son. Make me one of your servants. Because he had done his practice and realized servants eat better. <laughs> when he came, I'm sure he rehearsed it. When he started, the father has seen it in secret. The father has seen it already in secret. So when he got there, the father didn't allow him to add all the nonsense he's added. Because how can a son become a servant? It is impossible. The moment you call somebody your father, it means you have given him the reverence. You have given him the reverence. One can say, hey, come here. You didn't say that. You said father. It means you have acknowledged that he brought you forth. And once you acknowledge that I'm your father, I'm responsible over your life. I will care for you. I will take care of you. I will provide for you. I will make sure you are comfortable. And if earthly fathers, I like what Jesus said. He said, if your earthly father, when you go to your earthly fathers and you ask for fish, they don't give you a snake. When you ask for an egg, they don't give you stone. Then he said, if your earthly fathers can do that good, how much more your heavenly father how much more? So the truth is that when you go, oh, you put my scriptures there. Father, your father who seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. So he saw it in secret. He rewarded him openly. Continue. Give me verse 9. Verse 9. Jump. There's a lot of things there. After this manner, therefore, pray our father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Go to 25. Move to 25. Therefore I say unto thee, take no thought for your life, what ye shall eat, what ye shall drink, and yet, and nor yet for your body, what ye shall put on. Is not the life more than meat, and the body than raiment? Continue. Behold, the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns. Yet your what? Yet your what? Yet your what? Your heavenly father feed up them. Are ye not much better than they? Go, go on. Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit unto your stage, his stature? And why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field. It goes on like that. 29. And yet I say unto you that even, kings, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. 30. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little feet? Now, wait here. You see, the problem we have is that God wants to take care of us. But we don't have faith. We, 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 our faith in him as our father is quite small. 30, 31, 32. Therefore, take no thought, saying, what shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or where without shall we be clothed? Look at the verse 32. For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. 
for your heavenly father knoweth that ye have need of all these things so when it comes to care when you relate to him as your father he is responsible for your life did you hear that yes. did you hear that yes. the problem of the senior brother of the prodigal son he related to god only as master he related to his father only as what master his master Only the master, no, no. Only the God, only the Father, or your master. And a master will pay you based on your <laughs> your work. But a father will go beyond. I pray. That your understanding of this truth will change your relationship with your father. God is your father. I've never seen a child who has fallen so badly fallen, and the father has not picked him before he, he chastises him for whatever wrong. They run the first, only to realize. That's when you say, but you cry, you are foolish. Why did you do that? But before, listen to me. God's care for you, his desire for you as a father, is to make sure that all things work together for you. For your good. Am I talking to somebody? Am I talking to somebody? So, so you, you have to understand it. God's care for us. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 1, the verse 3. Blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort. Father of mercies and the God of all comfort. God is the Father of mercies. That's why when you relate to him as a father, you receive, you obtain mercy. When the son related to him as a father, he obtained mercy. Some people see God as a hard tax master who is waiting with a cane to beat them. I remember my first understanding of God as my father was what I used to see my father do. Huh? My father had a, this cane. He bought this cane and kept it. You know, in the, in the barracks, they used to have a place where they prepare up. They hang their thing. No matter the chair, all of us do, we can't get that in. And then he fixed it. And make sure that the tip of the cane appeared every time he referred us to it. He will refer you. You see it? It's there. Recently, I went to Kumasi and one of my, my brother's wife, I went to her shop and she was selling cane. I said, What is it? He said, Cane. I said, For who? He said, For teachers. I said, Students won't buy your toffee here. School children won't buy your toffee. I told her, I said, If I was a school child, I won't buy your toffee. You have cane for teachers to grip us. I won't enter your shop. <laughs> they send them to come out. The teachers send them to come and buy. But I won't buy your toffee. I said, cane is the enemy of school children. And you are selling cane. But that's, that is, the, that is the, one of the things I used to think about my father. 
ever ready to punish. Frighten you not to say. <laughs> so when I was relating to God, I didn't use understand. But when I started reading the scriptures and I understood that God is not like our earthly fathers. He is better than our earthly fathers. Then I understood that becoming a father and having a relationship with your son or your children is the highest level of relationship. It's the highest and the deepest level of relationship. And that's what God wants to have with you. I pray that you will have it that way. May you get up in the morning and what comes is I'm going to my father. May you get up in the evening and what comes is I'm going to my father. May you find out that when there's trouble and you don't know what to do, say I'm going to talk to my father. Because your father is ready to listen. One of the things that this revelation will do to you is that you will always talk to him. Because you know that your father cares. And he is the owner of this world. And you can talk to him. And when you talk to him, he will do it for you. He will take care of it. Even if the thing is looking, Basar, you wait. As long as you have talked to him, you watch what he will do. Rest assured that your father is in control. The earth is the loss. And the fullness thereof. The world and even the human beings that dwell in it. All of them belong to him. So your father can take care of it. Am I talking to somebody? Say, God is my father. Come on, shout, God is my father. Second Thessalonians chapter 2, 16 and 17. Now our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God, even our father, I like that word. Even our father. Now, our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God, even our father, which has loved us and has given us everlasting consolation and good hope through grace. 17. Even God, our father. Comfort your heart and establish you in every good word and work. God, even our father. Do you understand that? God, even our father. Who has loved us. <laughs> Hallelujah. May this message free you from any bondage. I said, may this message free you from any bondage. May it untie you from anything that holds you and makes you feel miserable and fearful. Amen. See, God is my father. Now, start relating to God as a father. Whatever your challenge, talk to God as your father.